When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Things with Wings Productions presents Chapter 15 of The Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, tragedy fell as the boat that James and Farfalla were traveling on shattered into the sea, leaving Farfalla to sink to the depths of the water. In today's episode, we read Chapter 15, The Dark, The Day in which we find out what happened to Farfalla after the accident. This week's podcast partner is Volstedland. Hosts Amy and Heather take you to the deepest, darkest recesses of Prohibition-era Minneapolis, while exploring the fascinating real-life story of famous Twin Cities mobster Kid Can. Even if you aren't familiar with Minneapolis or Kid Can, this is a fascinating tale that you won't want to miss. Just check the show notes for a link to Volstedland. Now it's time to settle in, grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. All is dark. I cannot tell if I've died. I cannot tell if I'm breathing. I cannot tell if I hear music or voices or a ringing in my ears. I cannot tell if I'm moving or if I'm still, if I'm surrounded by water or by air or by sand. I cannot tell if I feel arms around me or waves or wind. My only thought is Elizabeth, my darling, beloved Elizabeth. If I focus all my attention, all my energy, all my being on her. Perhaps there will be light. I hear something. Voices, shouting, crashing waves. I can feel air burning through my lungs. I can feel pain as my body sucks it in and pushes the water out. I can see a flicker of orange light through my closed eyelids. I think it is the sun. I think I can open my eyes. I think I am alive. Over here, shouts the man, waving an arm at the group of people further down the beach. They rush over and stop short when they come to the body. The woman is laying in the sand, her white dress clinging to her wet body. Her red hair is splayed out in the sand like a crown. 
around her neck a silver chain with trinkets attached, a charm in the shape of a tree, a silver ring, and a small key shaped like a feather. There is nothing else around her to indicate who she is or where she has come from. Is she... asks a woman, not daring to finish the sentence. The man shrugs and gently kicks at the red-haired woman's foot. At that precise moment, the woman inhales deeply, emitting a loud, raspy sound that startles the small group and causes them to jump back. Farfalla blinks hard, blinded by the bright sunlight. She stays on the ground, trying to catch her breath. She can feel the pressure of the wet sand under her back. She must be on a beach. Her head hurts as she tries to recall what happened. She remembers being on the ferry, coming to Scotland with James, James, her husband. There was a woman on top of the cliff. She threw something, and when it hit the water, Farfalla moans as a piercing headache stretches across her forehead like a bolt of lightning. Suddenly, she thinks of Elizabeth. Elizabeth, she mumbles, struggling to sit up. A large, rough hand reaches out to help lift her into a sitting position. She can see the hazy outline of a person in front of her. Elizabeth, she croaks, a pleading tone in her voice. It's all right, miss. Don't worry yourself. You're safe now, says a man's voice above her, his words garbled by her throbbing headache and the ringing in her ears. He crouches down to her level and comes into focus. Farfalla stares at his weathered face for a moment, noting his thick gray beard and gentle blue eyes. She blinks several times, then turns to look around. She can see the beach stretching on either side of her and jagged stone cliffs reaching up into the sky. Ahead of her are fields dotted with the old house, each connected by a winding road. She painfully turns her head to look back toward the water. Where are the docks? Where are the fishing boats? The boats, she tries, but her throat is too raw to say any more. Come, love, let's get you some dry clothes and a cup of tea, eh? Says a petite, older woman standing nearby. The woman nods at the men next to her, and they walk over to Farfalla. She feels their arms wrap around her and pull her to her feet. Now that she is upright, she can see there is a horse and cart parked on the road across the beach. Where are the cars, she wonders. James organized for a driver to take them from the docks to Carnifex house. She remembers him making the phone call from the hotel in Glasgow. The driver's name was Geoffrey. Farfalla looks around the beach again. Where are the other passengers? Where is the ferry boat? If something happened to the boat, shouldn't there be debris on the beach? She turns toward the water again, scanning the horizon for any sign of the ferry, the people, or James. Have you ever seen her before? Whispers the weathered-faced man to the younger man standing next to him. The younger man shakes his head. It's like she's just walked out the sea, continues the older man. He and the younger man give one another a knowing look, 
and the older man's lips pressed together tightly. What's this? The woman's voice brings Farfalla back to the present moment. The woman is holding up Farfalla's clenched fist. Confused, Farfalla loosens her grip and looks down at her outstretched hand. Her hand immediately begins to tremble. The item her fingers brushed up against in the bottom of the sea. The last thing she felt before everything went dark. The mysterious item from her recurring dream, the one she never got a chance to see. In all the commotion, she had forgotten about it. But here it is now. Shining silver in her outstretched palm is the Skylark Bell. The same bell Marius had given her for her birthday all those years ago. The same one that hung in her window at Meadow Lane until the day she and her family left. The same one she herself had placed in a locked box and hidden under a floorboard in her old bedroom. Farfalla can hear the ringing in her ears progressively get louder. She feels a wave of nausea and dizziness rise from her feet to her head. She hears one of the men shout, She's going to faint! as someone leans in to catch her. Then everything goes dark. The man cradles Farfalla in his arms and carries her up the beach to the road. Another man helps him lift her into the cart, and the old woman places a folded blanket under her head for support. Here, take my flask. She'll need a drink to steady her nerves when she wakes, says the man with the weathered face. One of the men and the old woman settle into the front of the cart. The man makes a clicking sound with his tongue and taps the long reins on the horse's back. Farfalla's body jolts from side to side as the horse and cart start working their way up the long, steep, winding road. The old woman turns back and stretches her arm to take the bell still loosely held in Farfalla's hand. She rubs some sand off the surface with her thumb and holds it close to her face, squinting to make out the words engraved on it. The Skylark Bell rings only for the Skylark Bell, she reads, her pitch going up with every word. An audible gasp escapes from the man sitting next to her. It's her, she whispers, turning to the man, wide-eyed. Farfalla, semi-conscious, shakes her head from side to side. Her? Who? She wonders, too exhausted and confused to utter the words out loud. She lets the steady movement of the cart and the rhythmic pounding of the horse's hooves on the dirt lull her back to sleep. There will be plenty of time to sort things out. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 16, Selkie, in which Farfalla tries to get her bearings in her new surroundings. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. Leaving a rating or a review on your preferred podcast platform is incredibly helpful in helping the podcast gain visibility so others can find and enjoy the story of The Skylark Bell. It's a quick, easy, and free way to support my work. If you'd like to support me further, you can also subscribe to Patreon, 
where you'll get early access to ad-free episodes, as well as digital downloads of the music, artwork, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. And be sure to follow me on social media for updates. I love to connect with listeners. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.